of the understanding of our hearts be enlightened so that we would know what you're saying to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, this, this, since February, um, the Lord has had this church on an operation table and he is doing heart surgery. He is getting at the deep things in our heart that we're not even aware of. And and we're not aware of, you think you know your heart, you're already deceived because the Bible says the heart is deceitful above all things. Your heart will deceive you and our hearts are desperately wicked. But the Lord tests the heart and so he's doing heart surgery and, um, and this is part of what God is doing in our hearts and that is he's, one of the things that he has to deal with in our hearts as individuals is fear. Can we all acknowledge that there are reasons to fear? Amen. Okay, I'm the only one raising my hand. Uh, can you acknowledge that there's reasons to fear? I, I just that there are 100, over 100 different phobias. Yeah. The word phobia is a Greek word that means fear. And, you know, if you, how many have ever been bitten by a dog? Okay, yeah. And so, um, so, if you were bitten by a dog and you have fear of dogs, that's actually called uh, sinophobia, which means fear of dogs. Uh, there's some other phobias that I found very interesting, but we don't have time to go into that. Um, there's one thing called uh, Venus phobia. That's fear of beautiful women. <laughs> so if a woman turn to somebody and say, yeah, that's why you're afraid of me, because I'm, I'm a beautiful woman. <laughs> I saw a husband just go, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in her book, Kara uh, uh, Powell, her book, Growing Young, uh, and she's co-authored with a few other authors, um, they discovered, and it's a church about, uh, they did a study, full of uh, theological seminary did a study on young people and, and what they're looking for when it comes to church, and they studied young people, uh, particularly millennials, as to why, do, why they do not go to church. And one of the shocking things about why young people don't go to church is because when they go to church, they don't find God there. Isn't that stunning that you can go to church and not find God? And so here you have these women, they come to bury Jesus, but the angel said he is not here. They were looking for Jesus, but they were told he was not here. And there are reasons, I discovered that there are reasons that people come to church looking for Jesus, and I discovered that there are at least three reasons. One is uh, they come to church looking for salvation, meaning that, uh, in fact, the name Jesus is the Hebrew is a Greek name for the Hebrew name Joshua, which means the Lord is salvation. So people are coming to church looking for 
salvation. In other words, can my life be rescued? They come looking for salvaging, meaning uh, can I recover from just the tormenting things that could happen in my life? Can I recover? And then they also look for solutions when they come to church. Can this situation be resolved? I'm talking about throwing off fear. It it is interesting. So, for example, when we talked about uh, can can my life recover from this, there are some situations like like this piece of paper where uh, many during this season of life feel like your life has just been torn to shreds. Like, you know, I lost my job, lost some of my friends. Just, you feel like your life is torn apart and, and really it's just a waste of time. Keep pushing and pushing. But the beautiful thing about the Lord's ability to salvage our lives is, as we know, this is a recycling bin. And I discovered, is anybody who's a first-time guest here? First time, never been here before? Nobody, huh? Okay, wow. Okay, great, great. So, um, So what happens many times is that we think that, well, it's over. This is the end of the line. But I've discovered that technology has the ability to take these pieces and produce a greeting card. And it says here, recycled paper. So this was once garbage, but somehow man was able to turn this into a greeting card. And if man could take garbage and turn it into a greeting card... And by the way, ma'am, we have a nice card for you. And there's a gift in there for you. If man can do that, what can God do with your life when you think everything's torn apart and there's no hope? He has the ability to take your life, which was shred apart, and turn it into something beautiful. Tell somebody that's you. That's you. Jesus says, when he greets the woman, Jesus, and Jesus is God. He's not just a man. He says, throw off all your fears. I find it interesting that when man sinned, are you with me? The first thing he said to God, actually the first words he basically said was, I was afraid. I was afraid. The angel says to the woman, don't be afraid. Jesus says to the woman, don't be afraid. And Jesus is saying to you this morning, don't be afraid. Throw off all your fears. And we've heard this term before about fears. Fear can be described as false evidence 
appearing real. False evidence appearing real are what I have there. Lies and facts that look like the truth. Lies and facts that look like the truth. There are lies that look like the truth, and there are actually facts that look like the truth. And I'm going to talk to you because right now, many of you, there are some facts in your life that has tormented you and and has you paralyzed, but it's a fact. It's not the truth. And I think just this this piece of information alone is going to set you free. Why? Because Jesus says in John 8, verse 31 to 36, you shall know the truth. And I like the King James Version. It says, and the truth shall make you free. Jesus says, I am the way. John 14, verse 6, I am the truth. I am the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. When you have Jesus in your life, you have and I have the truth. John 17, verse 17, which is why we must as Christians and believers, believers, I don't even want to use the term Christians, believers, okay? As believers in Jesus, we must read his word because in his word is the truth. Truth is reality. Truth is how a thing will end up. Are you with me so far? So in in other words, and I use this example many times in our church, the fact is this this, uh, slimy looking worm with 80 pairs of legs, the fact is it's a grasshopper. Are you with me? The truth is it's a butterfly. So my point is, is that Facts are how things are today. Truth is how things will end up. Turn to someone and say, stop reacting to the facts. I was diagnosed, the doctor said uh, a couple years ago when you were praying for me, uh, the doctor says there's a possibility, uh, according to my test, that you have cancer. That's a fact. But there's a truth that says, by his stripes, I am healed, okay? And, and, and sometimes the facts will take you into a dark place where truth is not. At about 18, 19, I was a pretty good athlete, strong, just, just, almost fearless on the football field. And I was watching some show and I fell asleep. Woke up in the middle of the night and I saw this creature in my room. And I kind of put the covers over my head and I looked and I was like, oh my goodness. Have you, ever, have you ever seen things in your room? Say, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to admit it. And I look, and I'm like, oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You know, you're pleading the blood. You're calling on Mary and everything else. But. And then I woke up in the morning, and 
and the sun was shining bright. And I discovered all it was was my shirt. <laughs> Am I the only one that happened at? <laughs> this ghost, the monster, was nothing but my shirt hanging on the door. False evidence. Now, some of you remember, you didn't even go to the bathroom at night. <laughs> Appearing real. <laughs> and that's what the enemy does sometimes. When we're going through dark seasons, we see facts. The fact is, that's a shirt. But the enemy was messing with the facts and turned the facts into some ghost or some monster. And it wasn't till it wasn't till the sun shined that I was able to see the truth of the matter. And that's why Jesus came. Because when Jesus comes into your situation, you all of a sudden see that greater is he that is in you than your situation that's surrounding you. When Jesus comes in the situation, you see that your lost job is just an opportunity for God to do something even better. As opposed to what the enemy does, he takes you, he, he takes you into dark places you lose your job. I'm a failure. I'm going to be homeless. Who's going to be taking care of me? And before you know it, you have got yourself locked up in a dark place. And Jesus said that I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. And so I want to encourage you. I wanted to encourage you because we're living in some dark times. Turn your neighbor and say, neighbor, you watch too much CNN, MSNBC, and I wasn't going to say, at least in this area of the country, I won't say Fox, but, but you're watching too much and you're paranoid. And what's going on in the White House is more important than what's going on in God's house. Where's the country going to go? It doesn't matter where this country goes. What matters is where kingdom of heaven is going. So I want to encourage you by the words of Jesus through the Apostle Paul. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, the New Living Translation says, don't worry. King James Version says, don't be anxious about anything. That's a command. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has already done. Mm. Right now, can you pause right here and just thank God for what he's already done? Thank him for all he's done. For, for what he's already done. Thank you, Lord. I may not like my job, but I have a job. 
I may be struggling in my health, but at least I can see. I have hands. I, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. My kids may not be the best, but they're still alive. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I may not have a house, but I have a room. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank him for all he's done. Then, when you thank him, you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart. That is, he'll guard your emotions. His peace will guard your mind. He'll guard the way you think as you live in Christ Jesus. 1 Peter 5 verse 7 says, Throw all your worries on him because he cares for you. Throw all your worries on him because he cares for you. Throw all your worries on him because he cares for you. When I turned 60 this year, you start to think about things like do I have enough money to retire? You start thinking about that kind of stuff. You start, start thinking about, um, you know, uh, will, I, will I be in good health? Well, you start thinking about that. And, and, it, and if you think about that long enough, you start to become paralyzed by fear. And you start making decisions based on fear as opposed to based on him. Because the Bible says, I was young and now I was old and never have I seen the righteous forsaken or even his children begging bread. So I got to trust in God that whether I'm 60, 70, 80, or 99 like Mother Watson is. She's my hero. When I look at her, and she's here, and we're going to celebrate her. When I look at her, she's 99 years old. I'm looking at her, and I say, you're my hero. That lets me know that I got another 40 years, if the Lord will spare my life, of good health. Stop looking at the negative and look at what? Yeah, some of you said the positive. No, not the positive. Look at God's word. Look at Jesus. The Bible says, looking unto what? Jesus, who what? Is the author and the finisher of our faith. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Throw off your fears. Throw off your fears. Oh, Bishop, that's so easily said and done. And done. Oh, no. Jesus says, throw off your fears. Well, how do I do that? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Oh, Spirit of God. Trust Him with all your heart. Mm. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. In fact, let's all stand. Let's all stand. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, there, there, as I started out in this sermon, there, there are reasons to fear. There are reasons to fear. So we are not, I, I'm certainly not saying 
there's no reason to fear. I am not saying there's no reason to worry. But what I am saying, according to your word, is that we can, we can throw it off through the power of God. The very fact that Jesus is alive is reason enough to know that we can throw off fear because there's no place too dark that the light of his smile, the light of his presence cannot shine and help us to see God's reality instead of Satan's lies. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, maybe you're here and well, it's great that you're here for Easter and you're here to celebrate that Jesus is alive, but Jesus is saying, I, I want to I want to be a part of your life. I want to I want to run your life. I want to help you to become the person that I created you to be. But that cannot happen until you invite me into your heart. That's why, that's why the Lord is doing heart surgery. He, he's dealing with fears, false evidence that appears so real. He is the truth. He is the life. And if you're here, maybe you never received Jesus as your Savior. As I said before, the one who can salvage your life. He, 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 wants, to, he wants to come into your heart at this moment. And maybe you were once walking with Jesus and you're not walking with him anymore. And you're like, man, there's no way my life is torn up and a mess. And there's no way... He could forgive me. There's no way I could forgive myself. I want to let you know, throw off fear. That is false evidence. That's false evidence. Why? Because Jesus said in, in his word, 1 John 1, 9, that if we confess our sins, if we confess where we messed up, God is faithful and he is, he's, he's just to forgive us for all our sins and cleanse us from all our wrongdoings. So there's nothing that you could do that's so bad that he will not forgive you. The only thing that he cannot forgive you for is unconfessed sins. So he's taking care of all the hard part. All you have to do 